Warning, this podcast is solely based on smut books. The definition of smut is a story that includes one or more sexually explicit scenes. This is a warning for all listeners to proceed with caution. There will be explicit content, sex talk, and triggering subjects. We will provide a trigger warning before each episode. This podcast is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Smut Sluts. We're your hosts. I'm Tisha. And I'm Corey. And welcome back to our podcast. Okay, so today we are doing Kate by J- Kate James, part one. We are splitting this one up again. This one has so much fucking information I in it. Know. So we're just doing the first half today to chapter 21. Yes, this is going to be the fourth and final book in the Madison Kate series. We're finally getting to the end of it. We're going to get to the closure. (laughs) Yeah, this is, I think, this is our first series we've done. Yeah. I think it's, like, been one of those where we're, like, holy shit. They're great books, and it's been so much fun to talk about them. But I'm like, okay, I want some new boyfriend dick going on. (laughs) Book boyfriend dick. Let's let's clear that up. We have three of them in this book. (laughs) Not just one. You got your variety. Just pick which one you want. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so this is a reverse harem, contemporary romance, enemies to lovers, stalker romance, mystery, and a college romance, and kind of a dark romance a little bit. Like, Mm -hmm. gauche. This is like you're putting your toe into the water of a dark romance. Like, there's darker (laughs) out there for sure. Yes. Alrighty. The trigger warnings, again, are just going to be murder and violence, right? I think that's it. Lots of murder and violence. Yeah. Um, So, we're going to jump into the synopsis. Alrighty. I did my notes on my phone this time, so I'm going to be looking at my phone a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, it works. It works. Okay, so it starts off with Steele's point of view seven and a half years ago. So Steele and Arch are watching MK. She's 11 and they're 15. Um, she's upset about something and Archer's, of course, being a dick to her. And this was like even before mm-hmm. they had like that sexual tension going on. So he's right. just always been kind of an asshole to her. I think it's because, which I it kind of explains it, especially from his point of view, is because he liked her, but he didn't want to and like yeah. didn't understand why he was his heart hurt <laughs> yeah essentially yeah so he's being a dick to her and she shoves him and gets mad and still has to break it up so mk's mom left her with the boys and said that she didn't want to see her for the rest of the week which is kind of fucked up mm-hmm. so still makes mk feel comfortable by like telling her that she is safe with them even though she doesn't know them and she tells him that he can call her mk because i think he called her madison k at mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. and um he was like you look more like a cat and i feel like that was a little bit of the foreshadowing with the hellcat yeah name yeah. that he gives her now so i thought that for was sure <laughs> i love it i'm like just the little pet names that they all have for her mm-hmm. she's like okay yes yeah and this is where she, when he said that, he was like, she told him, no, I don't even like cats. But he just, the fire that she had in her with her eyes, it mm-hmm. was just like, I'm doing it. Yeah. So then we jump back to the present day and we're going to go back to when Steel was shot. Oh. Dude, that cliffhanger was seriously like, what the fuck, Tate? Because it was like <laughs> one of those where you were like, I, you don't understand why her Facebook page is called What the Fuck, Tate? Mm-hmm. This woman is literally the queen 
of mic drop yep. and then you're done. Yep. And it, if you don't, if the series isn't finished, you're fucked. Yep. Until the next book comes out. That's why I refused to read the guild until all of them came out, which I still haven't read it when I need to, but yeah. I was like, I will not read it until all of them are out because I am not fucking ending on a cliffhanger like that without no. having the next book. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I agree with you on that one. So stills were, it's literally the same night mm-hmm. that like it, it just shot. happened. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to breathe, but he couldn't like, he knew he had been just shot and he looks up into the violet blue eyes mm. and he didn't want, not want to see them. So they pick him up and they're rushing him to the hospital and on the way to the hospital, MK's up bawling to him and whispers in his ear that he couldn't die yet because she wasn't able to tell him that she loved him. And she hates that this is the circumstances yes. that made her finally fucking say it. <laughs> oh, Shut up, me. drama queen. Whew. Okay, we're good now. <laughs> All right. Okay, so then it goes back to the past. So this is kind of double point of view. So mm-hmm. we're back seven and a half years again. So Zane beats the shit out of Archer in front of MK. And she's squeezing Steele's hand the whole time. And the way Steele is... Oh, my God. Drama. I'm trying to talk here. My bad. My bad. That's the one thing that you guys should know. I say shut up when people sneeze. I don't say bless you. (laughs) It's a bad habit that's created everywhere. totally gotten her to do it now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I do it at home. Everybody's like, excuse me. I'm like, sorry. Bless you. It's fine. (laughs) Like, I hang out with Tisha too much. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, um, MK, she's always been a little fire. Mm-hmm. Ball, you know, like mm-hmm. she's wanting to intervene or intervene. Is that even a fucking word? <laughs> it sounded like you were putting intervene mixed with, with interfering. No, interfering. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Fuck. We all had a rough morning. That's why I look homeless if you're on the YouTube watching us. I'm right there with you, girlfriend. <laughs> okay, so she wants to intervene. That's the right word. Intervene. Mm-hmm. Um, but still squeezing her hand, telling her, like, no, like, that would be bad. Just, yeah, it's fine. He'll be okay. Um, so Zane tells Archer that he will never be a strong member of the Reapers. And he's just a fucking prick. Yeah, I don't so, like Zane. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So Zane looks over to them, and he basically checks MK out. I was so disgusted. I'm yeah. like, you're fucking her mother. And she's 11. Like... Ew! Gross. Gross. But Steele immediately steps in front of her, and that's when Zane's like, oh, I've got to go on a date with your mom. And so then he leaves. Yeah. And instead of MK rushing to Archer to make sure he's okay, she rushes and she smacks the shit out of him and tells him that he's stupid for not fighting back, and she knew that he could have killed Zane. Mm -hmm. And this is when Steele tells her that they aren't revealing their strengths to them because they don't want to know the power that they hold. The power they hold, because that means that they won't see them crying. I love it. I know. So it's been three weeks since her mom dropped her off when it was only supposed to be one. And the boys have enjoyed having her around. And it felt like they had a strong connection, but it was in a platonic way because they were so young. There wasn't that, like, sexual attraction yet. It was Mm -hmm. just they felt like they needed to protect her and that she was... Yeah. They, they needed to keep her safe. Yeah. It was so cute. Anyways, Arch is cleaning up his wounds and she's scolding him that he's doing it wrong and she ends up helping him and he's get the warm and fuzzies. And still it kind of gets a little bit of jealousy. Uh-huh. Like this jealousy that the, all three boys have, obviously Cody wasn't involved right now, but it started at this point mm-hmm. and it just continues. Like obviously later in the book, we hear things like what they say to each other mm-hmm. and it's just, it's hilarious. I love it. Yes. Yeah. So um after so when she's putting on bandages too they're go- verbally going at each other oh yeah like it it's 
from the get-go they have been this that's just their yeah. thing that's what they do mm-hmm. so then the present day um steel every time he goes back into the darkness because obviously he was shot he mk's bringing him back up so he's being revived by her um they get him on a gurney and when and he's going in and out of consciousness but he did see MK punch uh, medical staff. Yeah. <laughs> I just laughed. I'm like, oh, MK. They tore them apart from each other. Yeah. They were holding hands and they were like, no, you can't come back. And she fucking just socks him in the face. <laughs> Go for it, MK. I love it. She really is like that super firecracker of a person. And mm-hmm. she doesn't give, she has anxiety, but she doesn't give two fucks. Her lady balls are fucking steel, man. Massive. Yeah. They're like, Nasty. can I have some of those, please? <laughs> like, can you share? Alrighty. So we're going to go to MK's point of view now. And she's in a wedding dress. And she's trying them on in the fitting room. She's talking with Brie. And MK's like... FaceTime. Yes. Because Brie's still in the hospital. Yes. And she's like, why the... What was I... What the hell was I thinking letting them talk me into this? And... So, Bree's helping her pick it out. Bree's, like, just going, you know, it's for the best. There's a plan in place. Booby trapping it right now, which we'll get into. Um, And Bree wants her to try on, like, these gorgeous dresses so she looks like a Disney princess. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I can just picture it. I'm like, you just come up with those imagination of the people, you know? Mm -hmm. And you're just like, God, I I just wish we could see, like, things. I don't know what it's doing. It's We're going to just drape it over there. Cool. Cool, man. (laughs) Thanks for helping out. Um, So when MK put on a dress, I love Brie. And I just want to say she screeched at her and just to buy the dress on Archer's black Amex. (laughs) She's like, I swear to God, if you don't buy that dress, I'm going to check myself out of the hospital. (laughs) Yes. And MK agreed. And she's like, I just can't wait to see the guy's reaction. Um, And Bree's like, I got you a surprise and it'll be there in just a minute. Well, then a soft tap comes on the dressing room door Mm. and we hear, holy shit, good choice. And Steel is there with her. Oh, I love him. I'm so glad that he's alive. I know, me too. So they kiss. They have like this little hot and steamy session for a minute. And he's like, can you tell me why you're buying a wedding dress? And she's (laughs) like, we'll do it at home. Yeah. So they went to the counter, buy everything. The lady did try to give Steel her number and Steel (laughs) told her multiple times no but they're gonna being in an rh is like being in a is it a polygamous relationship that you would say because because her and archer are married but there's yeah it would be a polygamous but i've never heard of polygamy with one wife and multiple husbands it's usually one husband and multiple wives well we're flipping the fucking rolls man but the sexism we do what we want <laughs> it's my body i'll do what i want <laughs> i couldn't think of the song <laughs> Anyways, so they, as they're going out to the car, MK forgot her jacket. So she goes back in and still is like, I'll go with you. Well, as soon as they walked into the store, a bomb goes off on the car. Mm -hmm. And And she had a bodyguard with her the whole time. They wouldn't let her leave mm -hmm. without one. And he is blown to pieces. Dead. Dead. D-E-D dead. Yes. So when they walk away, um, Steele's wound after the explosion is seeping blood now mm-hmm. and they're they just go back home they're like let's get the fuck out of here yeah, he's we, like, need to we need to go before someone realizes that you're not in the car yeah so crazy so she knows that her killers were still out there even though her stalker's been mysteriously quiet so she thinks this was an attack by her ass- 
assassins? The people that were hired to kill her. Hitman. Hitman. Thank you. Wait, Hitman or Hitman? (laughs) We don't know if it's one or multiple. (laughs) In this fucking book, it's probably multiple because there's lots of multiple men. (laughs) Oh, that was good. I like that one. I'm I'm not just a pretty face, as my mom would say. Okay, so they get home and the boys are shocked to see Steel. Archer and Cody are pissed that he's out of the hospital because they don't think that he Mm -hmm. should have been discharged yet. I don't think any of them think that. Right. So um, they find out that Wade, which was her security guard, had died in the explosion. And Steel wants to know what they're planning or why they're planning a wedding with his girl. And Arch is like, you're a girl. I'm already fucking married to her. They just like, I'll fight over her all the time. It's adorable. Um, So Archer goes to take care of the blown up vehicle and figure out like how the fuck that happened in a vehicle that's literally meant for protection. Mm-hmm. Um, so Steele and Cody want to relax with MK while they catch him up on the wedding plan and Steele goes to, to patch his wound and while he's gone, Cody professes his love for MK. He says that he fell in love with her the second she tried to kick him in the balls. <laughs> I am so glad you said that. I laughed so hard. I love Cody's sense of humor. He's so funny. The fucking shit he says is just like, yep. Yeah. yeah. Can I just say though, I everyone rants and raves about these audiobooks and they're good don't get me wrong but I hate the way he does Cody's voice like Archer's is all deep and Steele's is all smooth and then Cody sounds like a little fucking bitch <laughs> I'm not gonna lie I didn't I don't I don't love the audiobooks I don't their voices to me just didn't match up to what not I pictured and Kay's I felt like she did a good job she was a no, no disrespect to the narrator or anything. To me, she just felt too whiny. A little bit, yeah. I can I, see that. I just had a hard time with it. And I don't typically listen to audiobooks, yeah. though. So maybe that's just normal. I don't know. I think it was her tone. But, it was kind of like a sexy, like, sultry voice. Yeah. I'm like, I'm used to it now, but it, it took me by surprise in the beginning. Like, I... It, it was like listening to the Alexa. I honestly probably would have rather listened to my Alexa at that point. Oh, don't Make go sure off. sure mine doesn't go off. I know. I'm all sorry. <laughs> Alexa. That happened um, the other night. We were watching a show and it said her name. She's like, I'm sorry. I didn't understand you. I'm like, bitch, I'm watching a movie. Shut up. You're like, shut up. Shut the fuck up. But with Cody, I, he, to me, I didn't think his voice didn't fit him. Really? No. I, Cody to me, excuse me, Cody to me in the books is a whiny bitch. Huh. I love Cody. I truthfully love his character. But to me, he was just like a, just shut the fuck up and fuck her already. Like, because he just is like, dude, like, I don't get time with you. Or like, it's just the way he's portrayed that I have a harder time with. Like, Archer, you know how I feel about Archer. He's a fucking douchebag, which sign me up. (laughs) But, and Steel just has been the go-getter from the get-go. So with Cody, I'm just like. He's a little bit more timid. Timid, but he's also just very, he's more of the sexual one. So when his feelings get involved to me, it's like, just shut up and fuck her. Like (laughs) you do, you know, you don't want them to ask permission is what you're saying. (laughs) Just, just fucking manhandle me, man. I mean, I wouldn't mind. (laughs) I don't know. Also, I think that beans and brews should smelter us because we always have it in our fucking videos. Anyways, back to the synopsis. So So Steele comes back into the room and they start fighting about who gets her tonight. And Steele tells her that he wants her in in his bed. And obviously she's saying that, like, it's his first night home. Like, I'm staying with him. Sorry, guys. Um, So she tells him to sleep only. And he says that they can talk about the details of their night later. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Hit, hit, wink, wink. She's excited to get him alone so she can properly tell him that she loves him and she's happy that he's home and alive. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So they go up to her room, his room, excuse me, to get updated on the plan. And MK explains that there is a wedding. And he was like, this is Archer's best plan because he's getting the best of it. And she explained that they're going to off the assumption that Scott was framed. Mm -hmm. Okay. At least a little, as he knew she was getting stalked, but instead of telling her, he used it to his his advantage. Mm -hmm. And he, like, all the places his prints were, when they, like, at the end of the last book, they found all of the creepy shit in his house. Mm -hmm. His fingerprints were on it, but not on everything. Just very seldom pieces. Including a pair of her underwear. Yeah. (laughs) So he did take a pair of her panties, but not all of them. Yeah. Which is creepy. I just have to say this. Like white chicks. Again, we're going to reference this. What is it with a man sniffing a woman's panties? Because to me, that's just absolutely horrendous. That's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Like there, what book was it? There was a book, Center of Saints. When he picks up her panties, sniffs it and jacks off with it. I'm like, this is just weird. Like, ew. Yeah. I do remember that. Sorry, that was a tangent, but (laughs) that's what that made me think of. Just (laughs) There was one time though, when me and Nick weren't living together, he came back to my apartment and he he was like, I don't know how I got these. And he pulls out a pair of my underwear. I was like, oh, oh, really? Oh, (laughs) really? You straight up took my panties? Okay. (laughs) See, but did he do anything with them? Did he say anything after? I mean, are you comfortable saying that? Sorry, but he didn't tell me anything, but baby got something to tell me. (laughs) Like, it's just weird. It's just one of those things nick if you did do that it's fine i'm not calling you weird but in general to me like why would you do that what what is the fascination with women's underwear if you fuck somebody like if you fuck in public and he takes your underwear and makes you go commando the rest of the night i'm not gonna lie that's kind of hot but when you take them and you're like i'm sorry but coochie does not smell good I don't want to be a coochie sniffer. <laughs> no. So anyway, uh, so he wasn't her stalker, but he probably didn't even know who her stalker was. So he had his own obsession with her, but now he's dead and the stalker's still out there. Yep. Um, they didn't really learn anything else while Steele was in the hospital because they were so busy making visits to the hospital with yeah. Bree and Steele, which they hung out when they were in the hospital And they together. watched uh, Real Goss- Housewives. And Gossip Girl. And Gilmore Girls. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh my God. So cute. It. He's like, I can't handle any more reality TV with Bree or like little shows <laughs> right. like that. No. Um, so MK comes out and tells Steele that she loves him. They have a long, heartfelt talk and... Steele asks who knows about the wedding plan, and she tells them just the boys in Bree, not even Dallas knows, Mm because they don't know who they can trust right now. Mm -hmm. So Steele tells her that he thinks that someone on their security team is leaking info, because how else would all of this shit be able to happen? Um, Mm -hmm. So they might need to call in a favor from Hades and the Timberwolves. I love Hades. I know, Um, because at this point, they need more backup because i have to say me and you we have to be careful yes it is strictly hades there's no this or this it is just hades yeah because we don't want to ruin the big twist i had to say it out loud to hold myself accountable (laughs) because i will be the one to fuck it up we will bleep it if she fucks it up she's done it before so yeah (laughs) we were talking about the raven hood series (laughs) i did i'm good with that i'm not a good secret keeper i fuck shit up and i just i get talking and i get so excited that the words come out and i'm like that's not what I meant to say. <laughs> yeah. So, MK ends up giving Steel a blowjob, and it turns into sex. Dude, um, she takes control, and I'm just like, 
holy mother of God. Because she's like, nope, I'm in control because I don't want you to get hurt. And he's like, fuck you. Yeah, like I haven't seen you in how long. He still has a stick pierced and I still would run from that shit. <laughs> like, my, you've seen the sweetest thing. Yeah. When she gives him a blowjob <laughs> and it gets stuck in her throat because he has a stick pierced. They have to get seen the song. Yes, and I don't think medically if a guy had a dick pierced that it would get stuck up in you sister can that happen <laughs> see okay so it she said yes yeah i'm like she's shaking her head yes so if you have a dick piercing just, stay away yeah go that way please <laughs> i don't need that kind of rib motion in my vagina they make ribs condoms for a reason <laughs> I just, I, it scares me. I, piercings, I have piercings. I think the piercings that are in the uncommon locations more, they hurt for me. Like I'm like, ow, how do, I hold my boobs because I was thinking of nipple <laughs> piercings. But like the thought of a needle going into that sensitive of an area to pierce it, I'm just like, no. Yeah, yeah, that would hurt. Some people like the pain though. You masochistic. Is that right? Masochist fuck. I had a patient ask me if I was masochist the other day. I was like, um, no. That's not your business to know. Because I, I told him, I was like, I'm sorry I tortured you because I was doing an impression and nobody likes those. And he's like, it's okay, you must be a masochist. I was like, mm, I don't even know what to say to you right now. This is awkward. <laughs> Just be like, um, that was a great comment. I'm going to go pour this up now. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. All right, let's bring you up front. <laughs> awkward. <laughs> okay, so Arch pulls MK out of Steel's... Shut up. Arch, <laughs> Arch pulls MK out of Steel's bed and brings her to his room, and she asks if he took her out of Steel's bed to sleep in his. He denies it, but you can see the hunger in his eyes, like, straight up. She's like, no, I fucking told you I'm staying in Steel's bed tonight. He's like, no, I actually do need to talk to you. So he denies it, but he... Oh, wait, I already said that. <laughs> so he tells her that Demi called him because MK wasn't answering her phone because she was busy with Strayon. Mm-hmm. And she wants to meet with her at 7th Circle, which we learn is one of Hades' clubs. And it's yes. on, on neutral ground because everyone is scared of Hades' crew. And they won't start a gang war on Hades' property. I would have to say this really quick before we get into it. Hades, when you learn about the person... You are set to believe they are scary, and I caught myself, (laughs) (laughs) and that there is no... Like, no one fucks with Hades. Right. And then you get to the Hades series, and you learn why, Mm -hmm. and you learn the person behind the name, and it just makes you absolutely fall in love with Hades even more. Oh, yeah. And it's just like... Huh. Like, I kind of, when we got to Hades, I was kind of new a little bit. I had picked up on it a little bit more. And I knew you were really excited about it. And so I was like, okay, I'll see what happens. And you were like, were you surprised? And I was like, yes, but no. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't, it's 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 awesome when you do learn who Hades is yeah. and the backstory. Yep. And they are really scary. Yeah. Scary motherfuckers. Yeah. So, um... Archer ends up seducing MK and goes down on her, but she's, he's like about to, and she's about to lay back and she's like stops and she's like, Hey, did you um, get a new mattress? And he's like, what? She's like, like from when Jace like pissed on your bed. And he's like, Jesus Christ. Yes. I fucking did that same night. And I think he burned it too. Yeah, he did. Okay. I was like, she's like, okay, good. And then she can relax. But 
his bed is custom made Ooh. and there are surprises within the bed and he can't wait to use them with mk <laughs> sign me up please so he starts undressing himself and she asks if she's staying with him that doesn't make sense i must he asked if okay she was gonna stay with okay. him okay and she's like nope it's steel's first night back i already told you that she's like you can take care of yourself and goes back to steel's bed i laughed so <laughs> fucking hard i'm like his poor blue balls he like, was like i fisting cut <laughs> she cupped her imaginary sack <laughs> But he's like oh. fucking ready to go, like standing at attention. And she's like, deuces. <laughs> oh, you got me off. Bye. She's like, I think you can handle it. And walks out. Yep. His face. Oh. <laughs> but then she goes to Still's room and he wakes up and he's like, you smell like Archer. And she's like, yeah, he had to talk with me. And he feels between her legs and she's still slick <laughs> from their experience. And then he fucks her. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fucking how faux show. So the next morning, MK wakes up and she's checking her messages and has a video from Archer. And he is jacking off, (laughs) taking care of himself in this video, which she saves for later and doesn't reply to him. I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, what do you do if you get a a dick picture or dick video? Like, I just feel like it's awkward. Like, what do you reply to that? And especially if it's not saying Archer, but if it's small. Wow, that's impressively small. <laughs> like, how do you say that to somebody or just don't respond? Anyway, sorry. Um, so Cody comes in, finds MK, and asks if Still is awake. The gate guards just told him there's a package there. And she's like, he's still asleep. Let him rest. And he's like, nope, he needs to see it. It's addressed to him. So Cody goes in and pulls the blankets off Steel, and he has a half-hard dick. And Cody goes, ah, dude, put that shit away. All that metal makes my dick hurt, and that he didn't want to punish him, that he did want to punish himself. Steel tells Cody not to be jealous, bro. Hellcat loves it, not knowing MK was in the room. (laughs) And he was like, sorry, MK, like. And Cody throws MK over his shoulder. They go downstairs and address the package, which was outside in the gates. The security shack. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I was going to say gate guards something, but because it smells. Yeah. So Anna is running out of the security shack crying, and she was the one that actually found the box. And she's like, that poor thing. I don't know why I'm so soft type thing. Um, and so they go into the security shack, and Samson and Dave are there. So Samson's the lead, like the head of their security. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we've discussed him before. But. I don't think so. So Dave gets sick and excuses himself, and Samson's like, that guy needs to fucking buck up if he's going to make it here. (laughs) Um, So inside the box is a dead cat, and next to it is a bullet that said Lucky Cat on it. Yes, and the cat's name tag, Max. Yes, and it was a a steel gray Mm -hmm. cat, and it was somebody's fucking pet. Yeah, so it's very, like forward towards steel obviously 100 yeah, with his gray eyes and all yeah that. so it's morbid because steel used to call mk cat back in the day which means that the stalker knew steel had called her that when he was stalking her mom yep. and it's obviously a deliberate message to steel so steel says he doesn't know what that deliberate message could be and he leaves and she, mk goes did he just lie to us and archer's like yep he sure shit did and so archer leaves to to take care of the cat and tells MK to stay with Cody. He doesn't trust anybody else. No. Which is sad. (coughs) Excuse me. That they have to live their life 
so guarded mm-hmm. and sheltered because of this person you know like yeah. it's just sad it's just you shouldn't have to live like that it's fucked up too because their security team is supposed to be like ironclad and obviously mm-hmm. something's going on yep so still avoided mk most of the day archer just kind of was telling her not to worry about it um and MK finally snaps because they're getting ready to go have their meeting with Demi. And she was like, no, this is fucking done. Because still was trying to get on his bike. And she was like, I'm riding with you. And he's like, in that, she's in a fucking short sequence dress with heels, like all dolled up. And she's like, yeah, let's go. And before, so the two guys leave, Cody and Archer. And still trying to explain that he wasn't avoiding her. It just was smart to have another car. And MK's like, we agreed and promised each other no more lies, no more secrets, no more avoiding, just spit it. And he was like, I, he will, he promises to spill the secrets, but not right now. And she's like, no, now. Then he says it has to do with Rachel, which is his dead twin sister Mm -hmm. and that he needed a distraction and they will talk about it all. Blah, blah, blah. So they get to seventh circle and MK is freezing. <laughs> I laugh. <laughs> He's like, told you. Yep. Um, so they make their way into the club where Demi was waiting for him. And Cody joked before they headed up that it was, that it was a fast situation and that it must, the metal must be affecting him. <laughs> I, I think he calls him cyborg or something too he does and i know i put it somewhere in here but he does call him tin man too oh yeah and i laughed i'm like good job cody with all of these little like his banter and his shit okay so demi or they walk upstairs to meet with demi and demi tells mk that she has info about her mom and she the way she snaps back and she goes for you only and mk's like well they can actually stay but the way that demi words it like she's like just so you fuckers know i'm in power yeah and i I fucking loved it i love demi and obviously you get to know her very well in the hades Mm -hmm. because she's a timberwolf yep that's why it's um, uh-huh. Demi Timber. Were you going to say something else right there? No. Okay. I was like, trying to remember her first name, so I had to look at my phone, even though I just said it. <laughs> it's one of those days. Okay. So she allows the boys to stay for the meeting, and she says that she's located MK's mom's family, and mm-hmm. MK is shocked. And Archer's like, we've been trying to find them forever, and Demi's like, well, I'm fucking better than you, so... She shows, she shows MK a picture of an older lady, and it's her grandma, Katarina. We know, or we learn that she died 10 years ago, and MK has, like, a slight faint memory of mm-hmm. her. All she knows is that she remembers loving her. Right. So, her mom was the one to bury her family line, we learned, because mm-hmm. MK's mom's whole side of her family, like, you can't find anything on it. And no. this is when we learned that her mom deliberately right. is the one that covered it up. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to figure out, like, what the fuck? She thinks it was to protect her and mm-hmm. MK. And then Abel, her grandpa, left his company to her grandma. Mm-hmm. What's her grandma's name again? Katarina. So Katarina <laughs> is in charge of the company. <laughs> this is a lot of information in this it book. Is. So I'm going to try to explain it as best I can. My advice, just fucking read the book. You'll, it'll make so much more sense. Yeah. And you'll get a way different experience. Mm-hmm. You'll understand why we love it so much. Yeah. yeah. So Katarina, which is 
her grandma, which is her mom's mom. Mm -hmm. So this is Deb's mom. She ended up assigning the company to a trusted CEO and took her kids to South America or nope, South Africa, which is where they were originally before they came to the United States. Right. They were from Africa. Mm -hmm. And then she signed over the company to a CEO when her husband passed away Mm -hmm. and took them out of Africa to America. Oh, I thought that's why MK and Deb are in America is because of it. He, she left the company in the CEO's hands so she didn't have to deal with it in Africa because the company, the business, which in just a second we'll talk about, is based out of Africa. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did, must have got that twisted. Um, so she signs it over to a trusted CEO and takes her kids. So her MK's, whoa, what the fuck just happened? My notes are going crazy. <laughs> okay, Lord Voldemort. I'm on a I'm so glad you did that. Harry Potter, the boy who... Okay, I'm done. Wow. Tangents. Come to die. Okay, I can't do it as good as you, so I can't even continue it. <laughs> okay, so MK's mom has a twin named Declan, and he was killed when they first, or when they arrived to America. Um, and the CEO died of a heart attack when her, and when her grandma was flying back for the funeral, her plane crashed. Mm-hmm. So her brother died, the CEO died, and then her grandma died. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whoa, everybody that has a line in this, so her brother would have been the next heir. And mm-hmm. the CEO dies, and so then the grandma would have been the next heir, and she dies. And so it's just like, everybody that can take control of this company is dying. Mm-hmm. So MK's mom was immediately assigned as the heir of the company. Right. So after she's assigned that, she immediately hires a man to start covering their paper trails mm-hmm. and goes into hiding. She wiped all of the info of MK. MK. Struggle bus. She wipes all of information of MK, not NK, to protect her from anyone who is out to kill. Oh my god. <laughs> anyone out to kill her while you fucking get your to shit together. Kill. Words to are kill. hard, guys. Words are hard. To kill the heiress of the company. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So MK is very vocal about the way she doesn't like the way her mom handled it. Right. No. Why would you? Yeah. But once she's about to ask Demi what the business is, because she has no idea what she's about to inherit, Mm -hmm. then she understands why we went to the great lengths of this. By we, I mean her mom. Yes. (laughs) So the guys try to reason with her on why her mom did it, Mm -hmm. and she can kind of see it, but she doesn't ever, or she doesn't think that her mom was ever a strong woman, but she does know that she loved her deeply. She knows that she loved ferociously, even though she didn't think she made the right decisions. So if anything happens to MK before she's 21, the next blood heir will take over the company. If it's after 21, it goes to Archer because they're married. So that is a huge like, oh, that's why they're trying to kill her now. So it Mm -hmm. doesn't go to Archer before Mm -hmm. she's 21. But now we have to ask who is the next blood family member when the paper trail, everybody's dead. Yeah. So this is when MK says, what, what is this company? Like, I don't even know what this company is. Mm-hmm. And Demi's like, you don't fucking know? And she's like, no. And so she says that it's called Brilliance and Wittenberg owns Brilliance. And she, 
that's well she says that so wittenberg owns brilliant what the fuck is wittenberg it's mentioned so many times and i literally don't know what it is is it I'm a person or a company sure that it was her like grandfather okay it's her family's company that owns brilliance okay it's the top tier so then it goes like this i'm pretty sure from my understanding so it's like yeah. pfizer and then like vaccine yeah. type thing yeah that's what i'm assuming medicine steps. okay <laughs> so she goes so wittenberg owns brilliance and demi says no you own brilliance mm-hmm. and mk is like holy shit these assassin attempts make so much sense yep which let's explain brilliance really quick it's a diamond company and mk is now the heir to the most successful diamond mine in the entire world. So her inheritance, her whole life, she has thought has been what, a couple hundred grand, maybe a million dollars, if that. Oh no, bitch, you're worth billions. One million dollars. Okay. (laughs) So obviously they're all shocked when they learn that it's the largest and most profitable diamond mine. Yeah. So after the meeting with Demi, they head home. You know, they kind of all just chilled out for a minute. Mm -hmm. And before Still could get inside, she was like, they still had cats to discuss, but first she needed to talk with Archer. So Archer and MK are in the kitchen and he grabs out her fruity pear drink for them and he drinks one. Mm -hmm. And I love it because they all talk shit on it. Mm -hmm. And now they're all drinking it. Um, And so they discussed the video from the night before and he was like, oh, he was like, or he was like, oh, you actually got it? And she's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I did it, you know, just teasing him. So MK asked Archer that because he, he she also learned during their meeting with Emmy that Archer paid fifty two million dollars for her. Yeah, and he confirmed it. He said there's no, he said there's no going great for girls, but it's common for like one to twenty million. Um, but her father put her in a category for specific buyers. So public mm-hmm. figures, so like celebrities, politicians, heiresses. Yeah, that sort of thing. And she asked him, why did he pay so much? And he said that it was personal that before he answered, he needed to tell her something. And he said, I love you, Kate. I have loved you for a very long time and that he needed to get his own stubborn ass out of his way. And my heart, we all know by now, I love the fucking douchebag canoes of all of this shit. But once they go soft for their woman, it is just like game over. (laughs) Yeah, like you're just fully in love with their character at that point. Um, and he explains that he bought her because he knew it would piss her off for one because they're <laughs> foreplay. Let's be real. But he also wanted to protect her. And MK is like, why did you want to piss me off? And he explained she didn't do anything to warrant the grudge he held to her for so long. But and he was like, I was stalling. And he was like, I was looking for my balls and explained <laughs> that back when they met that night, she was there and she saw something that frightened her. And then obviously she called the cops. Um, which we're referring to seven years ago now. Yeah. MK had seen a guy get shot, which really scared her because she hadn't been around this life. They grew up in it. So they're like, oh, somebody got shot. Fucking where's the brain matter at? You know, Mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. And the cops came and Damon was pissed that the cops were called and he was out for blood. And he knew if MK was to be blamed for it, she would get killed. Mm -hmm. So he took the beating from Damon. Yep. Damien. Damien. Shit. I forgot an eye in there. I did it multiple times. Um, But basically, Reaper shit is supposed to say Reaper shit. And so the fact that somebody called the cops, he's like, oh, fuck no. So still, Rachel and MK had to call the Reaper medic for Archer 
He was told by Damien to only provide the care to keep him alive. No painkillers. And <clears throat> while he was there after and like healing, MK sat with him and was like stroking his hair, like comforting him. And she asked him if that's what made him hate her. And he said, no, baby girl, that is when I fell in love with you. But he knew she was leaving the next day and they didn't see each other again. Mm -hmm. And Archer explained that him and Steele went to Deb's funeral. MK walked right past him and he didn't realize that she didn't know who they were. He just thought... She was being like petty. Yeah. Not fucking pissed him off. Mm -hmm. And then on riot night, he was pissed. And that's when he realized she had no memory of who they were. And that was when he saw her for sale and he just bought her. Um, And MK's like, well, why did you see me for sale? And Archer was explaining that he inherited all of Phillips, his grandfather's accounts. And a few days before all this, he logged in and didn't log out. And he used it one time before this to save a 13-year-old girl named Seth when her father listed her for sale, but Hades asked for a favor and they saved Seth. MK's like, what's her real name? And it's Persephone. Mm -hmm. And MK mentioned that she wanted to meet Hades and Seth. And Archer was like, that's fine. Like, there will probably be a meeting day. Like, you know, they're fine. And I love it. And now she understands why Hades would take their side if ever push ever came yet to shove because Mm -hmm. she or he did a really big thing for Hades by saving Persephone right um and one thing I feel like we kind of brushed over MK met Rachel yes which is Steele's sister and she was like holy shit I met Rachel he's like just the one time but yeah she was there yeah so this is kind of the end of their conversation and now she needs to go talk to Steele Mm -hmm. so she goes upstairs but Steele was already asleep and she was like okay shit like I'm not gonna wake him up he's tired so she just decides to go back to her room and she gets in bed falls asleep and wakes up to somebody between her legs with their mouth (laughs) nom nom (laughs) wow she doesn't even have to look up to know who it is it's cody right see he's the sexual one he is he didn't ask for permission either he's usually like mk please my dick's hurting (laughs) my balls not my dick does the dick hurt when they're horny i thought it was just the balls that's a serious question. Maria, you're in nursing school. <laughs> She's like, we don't learn about aching balls in nursing school. <laughs> I'm going to ask somebody, like, my Should next. I call Nick right now? <laughs> be like, hey, when you get horny, is it just the balls that, like, tingle and, like, or hurt? Tingle, I don't is know. Is it just your balls or is it your penis? Should I call him? No. Okay. <laughs> Let's just get going. <laughs> but after we're done, we're asking the question Kay. for sure. So Kay. we know the answer. Okay. So Cody gets her off. <laughs> And reminds her that she promised that she'd train with him today. And she's like, fuck, I don't want to. And then he's like, I'll reward you. And she's like, fine. So she gets up, goes down. They train. Um, Also, I just want to mention, this is when my notes, I was doing them with my children around and while I was driving. So they're kind of short. And if I leave anything out, let me know. Okay. Okay. So the article for the fake engagement had came out that same day. And she was kind of interested to see how it was going to go. Yeah. So after they get done working out, they strip down their clothes, get naked, and go into the steam room. And I'm getting serious Devil's Night fucking vibes from this scene. (laughs) Nothing will top that scene for me. That was the very first threesome that I had ever read. 
Michael, Kai, and Rika. Rika, Rika. However you say it. I say Rika. I say Rika, too. I don't like the other Let way. Let us know how you say it if you yeah. get that book. Um, I was reading that book coming home from New Mexico. We had just picked my sister up, and we were driving back home. And I was in the back seat, just like fully engulfed, engulfed in this book. And it was the hottest threesome <laughs> that I had ever read. And I was just like, holy fuck. But anyway, sorry, tangent, but that broke me into being okay with the sharing aspect in a book, <laughs> in a book, not in real life. I would fucking cut somebody. Um, so yeah. when they get into the steam room, they see that steel is in there. And all I wrote is that they have a threesome and they high fived when she mm-hmm. came. Yeah. And Cody hints at a foursome. Yeah. But it gets really hot and heavy and it's, ugh. yeah. Do you like that I didn't finish? I just, the foreplay started. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like one in the mouth, one from behind. Yeah. Like. They're, the scenes hot. with, the threesomes in these are so, holy shit. But the once you get to the foursome, you're just like, oh my god. We'll get into it. But those ones in this episode. Sorry, guys. Nope. You have to wait for the triple penetration. <laughs> I had to count how many dicks One, were actually two, were involved. <laughs> well, I was like, there's it's a foursome, but there's three peepees. <laughs> you can't say peepees. We can't say that. That sounds like you're talking to a child, and you can't put a little kid wording a peepee in with a foursome. A pepe. What if I say it like with a French accent? No, because then every time I go to Jimmy John's, I'm going to be like, can I get a pepe, please? 12 inches, please. (laughs) Cut it in half. I want the fucking 16 inches. (laughs) You literally rip in half. Oh, yeah. You're tiny. (laughs) I was going to say something way worse. I was going to say, I don't even think I could stretch that. (laughs) Bria is so disgusted with us right now. Okay, I have a serious question medically. You know how, like, a vagina is really small, right? Uh-huh. Well, uh, no offense to anybody if that's different for you. I got a white set <laughs> vagina and a heavy blow. <laughs> but you know how, like, when you go to the sex stores, they have the massive dildos? If you use a massive dildo and it stretches you that big, does your vagina go back? I've had two kids. My vagina is not this big. Okay, that's true. I didn't think about it like that. All right, thanks. You know, there's a, a, what's it called? A rumor (laughs) when I was in high school about this girl and she supposedly had this huge vagina (laughs) and before she had to have sex with somebody, she put ice in her vagina to shrink I don't know. Shit. That's just where my brain went. Sorry. That poor Stop girl. Stop looking at me like that. Like going through that bullying. That wouldn't even work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying what I heard. I didn't believe it. I was just like, okay, whatever. I don't think anybody bullied her for it, to be honest. Okay. I don't. I think I only heard it once and it didn't go around. Okay. But I was just like, how? That's a weird rumor to start. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Okay, let's get back to the book now after some weird-ass tangents. <laughs> Side subject, guys. Okay, so Steinwick brings MK the phone, and it's her father. She picks it up and goes, what do you want, basically? Mm-hmm. He's like, I asked to speak to Archer, and she knows that Steinwick did it deliberately just to be mm-hmm. a prick to her dad. I love Steinwick. I know. Steinwick is like the man like the butler like the yeah. main guy of the house that is part of the working crew basically anyways so 
she says, Archer's busy and she can help him. And he's like, no, you can't. I'll call back later. I want to talk to him. Mm -hmm. And he's like, and I will see you in a few weeks because he's obviously going to the wedding. And she's (laughs) like, you fucking bitch. So Archer walks in after she hangs up the phone and she asks him how he's okay with letting her father date cherry because that's his mom right and he's like you don't like your dad i don't like my mom like she's not as bad as your dad Mm -hmm. but she should have never been a mother she didn't do anything evil she's just a shitty mom yeah and she also asks why they're keeping samuel alive and he says i can't remember what he says i didn't write it down let me see hold on he has some reasoning He said, so does that stop your hate for your dad? And that wouldn't stop you from putting a whole bullet in his head. Right. She wasn't a good mom. She was a gold digging whore. And it keeps eyes on Samuel at all times. And she realized that Cherry was just spying on Samuel for Archer. And once Samuel oh. is dead, she will be on to the next rich dude. He told her that her father isn't dead yet because he knew she would cut... She would want to cut a huge chunk out yeah. of her father. So he's basically waiting for yes. her to okay. be ready I'm to like, be I the one to kill him. Okay. Yeah. Um, so she also learns that Cherry is spying on MK's dad and bringing information back to Archer. She's like, okay, shit. Mm-hmm. So Archer go back, goes back to his training and MK calls Bree and she tells her that she wants to visit her. And Bree's like, yes, please come. Like I'm going insane. So she wants one of the guys to go with her, but she knows Cody's not home. He went to go do a personal training session and Archer's mm-hmm. currently working out. So she goes to see if Steele is available. Um, and they, so she goes upstairs, asks if he wants to come. He says, yes, they go get in the car and they talk about the cat on the drive to the hospital. Yep. So we learn that Rachel developed a huge crush on Archer when she was 13. And when she saw the way that he looked at MK, she got really fucking jealous. Yeah. And so she wanted to tell the Reapers that it was MK that called the cops, not Archer. And Steele was like, nope, fuck that. Yep. And they got in a huge fight because she felt like he was picking a girl over his own sister. Mm-hmm. So... When she left, she told Steele that MK must be one lucky cat. Yep. And he, the stalker was reminding Steele from the bullet that he left that said lucky cat on it. Yep. That he was always in the shadows lurking. He's always been around it's, since... Oh, so creepy. His, her mom was alive, and he knows a lot more than they think he does. Yeah. And that's pretty sad. Yeah. Yeah. So still and MK make their way to go see Brie in the hospital. Um, Dallas was there. So Brie is, sorry, I gotta move my mic. I keep fucking hitting it. Brie's 12 weeks pregnant. Um, and Brie asked MK how her RH was going. And I, she just says harem, but um, I love it. I love that Brie is so open to it and she just cheers her on. Mm-hmm. Um, Brie showed MK, Mrs. Jones forever, forever, who is obsessed with Cody. She's a super fan of him and just loves to post about him, but she is not a fan of MK. So they started talking about the wedding plans. MK changed the subject to Dallas, who kind of looked a little glum to her. And Brie told her that something that was something she wanted to talk to MK about and her harem. And Brie explained that Dallas needs to get out of the race. MK told her that you can't just leave the gang. It's mm-hmm. a blood gang. Once you're in, you're in it for life. The only way you're getting out of it is if, <clears throat> excuse me, is if you die. Mm-hmm. And... 
Bree didn't want him in it, that they're requesting more of him, and there's more of a risk of him dying. Mm-hmm. The more he does, the more he's at risk. And so, Bree, and Bree doesn't want her baby to grow up without a dad. Which, I almost cried. I was just I like, know. Bree's like sobbing to yeah. her. And so, Bree was like, she's scared, and she wants the boys to help because they were able to get out of the Reapers and still live. Mm-hmm. So, MK told her she would talk to Archer. Um, still came in and noticed Brie was crying and asked if something happened on Gilmore Girls. <laughs> and she was like, oh, thanks for ruining that something bad's going to happen. I love their relationship. It just cracks too. me up. But he did tell her that Brie's parents were on the way. So she needed, MK needs to leave because mm-hmm. Brie's parents do not like her. hate MK. Um, and so MK makes her way out to the elevator. And once they get inside the elevator, the doors are closing and Brie's parents were right there. And her mom sees her and starts yelling at her, but the doors close before they can catch anything. Like, I'm like, that. Yeah, I was like, Jesus, I would fucking shit my pants right. if somebody came like yelling towards you. Yeah. 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 So now we're going into the engagement news. Mm-hmm. And so the news is getting out. More people reached out as to get the story. And MK was telling them they needed to get a new manager so they can handle this, obviously, because Jace isn't there. Yeah, he's a fucking prick anyways. Yep. And so she suggests Mrs. Jones. <laughs> and she had to fill Cody in on it because he didn't know who she was. And the, now it's just a funny teasing moment for all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, still and Cody threw it in Archer's face that they were both in the steam room because Archer had made a comment about it. And they were like, we were both in there. And he's like, the fuck? fucking kidding me yeah and archer said hell no grabbed mk out of cody's lap and put her in his lap archer tells cody that he can stay or go and cody's like i'll stay fair is fair after the kitchen counter i'm here dude and i was like (laughs) oh my god and as things are starting to get hot and heavy the doorbell rings Mm -hmm. cody goes to go get and answer it jesus and all of a sudden they hear yelling going on So they go in there and it's Scott's brother, Shane, who is a police officer, but he's on the Ray's payroll. Mm -hmm. He's asking where his brother is. He's starting to ask questions to MK and MK is like, do you have a search warrant to be here? And he goes silent and she tells him to leave and not come back until he has a search warrant. And Archer backs her up at this point and is like, good luck getting one of those, bro. Like, good fucking luck. And... She leaves and the boys are telling her, good job, like the first time seeing the family after killing somebody is so hard, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. But I'm like, how do you face somebody where they're questioning where their family member is, but you shot them in the fucking head and like, killed them? you know that you're the one that killed them. And you fed them to fucking pigs. Right? Like, really? <laughs> I'd be like shitting a brick. I would just sit there silent and be pale white. Shaking. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, hold it together. Just a few more minutes. It was me. I did it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Tattle on yourself. <laughs> right? <laughs> Okay, so MK is starting to go upstairs after Shane leaves, but Archer tells her they have an appointment in an hour. Can I tell you, this is probably one of my favorite scenes of the entire book. It's so funny. Not funny. It's good. It is funny. It is funny, too, yeah. But it's like, huh? If you could see my face, it was like a if drool. You watch us on YouTube. Um, yeah. Smut Sluts, period, but podcast, all one word. There you go. <laughs> I love it. Good job. Golf clap. Um, yeah, this one. Okay, so the meeting is with a wedding planner, Alyssa. She's 
super chipper. MK doesn't want to fucking be there. Yeah. She's like, let me see your ring. And that's what MK realizes like, oh shit, I don't have a fucking ring. Right. And our <laughs> <her> things click. <laughs> it's getting sized. So yep. I was like, good job. For her little petite fingers, my princess's petite fingers or something she's like, like that. Princess. You call her princess. I'm like, if you only knew. Right. I love when he calls her baby girl. Uh-huh. I'm like, but it's just like who the bad the man that's hard on the exterior but for his woman is sweet and soft that's what gets me yeah that's where i'm like huh that's the kind of book boyfriend i love okay yep so as the planner is talking um she's talking about things that may be a little bit different than a conventional wedding because it's kind of like a shotgun wedding yeah and when she says this she looks at mk's stomach Yep. Like, assuming the reason they're getting hitched so fast is because she's pregnant. Right. And MK's immediately like, did this motherfucker tell her that I am pregnant? Because <laughs> I'm going to fucking cut his dick off. <laughs> um, so they make a lot of decisions about the wedding. They're talking about photographers. And she's like, I thought Nikki would be our photographer. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, that's a good idea. Like, she would love to do it. Mm-hmm. So now it's time for the cake tasting. <laughs> so she... They're at a cafe that only has one chef and then the three of them. Mm -hmm. So the chef brings the cakes out and the wedding planner dismisses the chef because she wants it to be a little bit more intimate with them. And he tells the wedding planner, like, you can go. Like, we're fine. She's Mm -hmm. like, actually, I sent everybody home, so I have to walk up. He's like, give me the keys. What the fuck was that? Mm. Oh, the ice in the fridge. I was like, is my dog okay? (laughs) I think with our headphones, I mean, obviously, because we can only really hear each other. Uh So it's like, is that outside? Was that downstairs? Yeah. I'm like, we're the only ones here except my little doggy. Unless you have a ghost. Don't say that. I knocked on wood. Fucking hell. Anyways, so um, he dismisses the wedding planner. He's like, give me the keys. I will lock up for you. And she's like, okay. And she leaves. (laughs) (laughs) So they go into the kitchen and they start tasting the cakes. And as they're doing it, she asks if he told the planner that she was pregnant. Mm -hmm. He says, she said something, but I didn't like confirm nor deny it. Right. And she's like, why the fuck would you do that? Like, I don't want kids. And he's like, excuse me. And like, they get in a fight. He's like, bitch, you're having my kids. And she's like, fuck you. No, I'm not. And I'm like, uh, but then I'm thinking when I'm reading this scene, I'm like, okay, there's two other dicks involved (laughs) and they're going to want the kid of their own. Yeah. So we got to talk about this. You got to have at least three, bitch. Yeah. And she says that she's like, you're not the only one in this. So you got to think about that. He's like, so it's a majority vote then because you're outvoted then. (laughs) Because he knows the other guys want it. So she's getting pissed off and they're fighting back and forth. And so she picks a cake up and shoves it in his motherfucking face. I laughed (laughs) so hard. There's two scenes. No, there's multiple scenes, but two that I can pinpoint from this series that I have just died. The salt in the coffee and Cody spits it in Archer's face and this. This to me was sorry it's okay Bray was looking over there i was like oh well, i heard that that's why i'm like what the fuck i swear it? to god if you jinxed me no i'll save your house i'll be like <laughs> oh, okay. we love good spirits good spirits <laughs> okay anyways so archer's glaring at mk now because she just shoved a mini cake in his face mind you it was a caramel cake yeah <laughs> so he wipes his face just the frosting and throws it on the floor this is important to note really quick <laughs> And before she knew what could happen, he grabbed her by her hair and, like, was holding her kind of hostage and threatening a cake to her face now. She's all trying to apologize. Like, I didn't mean to. I didn't do it. Like, it just happened. And he was like, prove it. Kiss me. With frosting all over his face. So... 
she um, kisses him heatedly and then is like, <laughs> was that good enough? And before she knew it, he slammed that motherfucking cake in her face. And it was the best thing. And this is when things get hot and heavy. They're tearing off each other's clothes. And as Archer is trying to take his shoes and his pants off, he steps in the frosting <laughs> and slips and eats shit. And he's like, um, he's like, oh, I broke my back. Can you, can you fix me? And she was like, oh yeah, they fucking, he goes, oh, you're real good. You fix it all up. <laughs> I love this scene so much. Oh, this is like, so great. Oh, I loved it. It's, it's worth reading for sure. Like, yeah, we don't do it justice, obviously. No, not at all. So basically they fuck all over the kitchen, make a huge mess and it's hot <laughs> and funny and just a really good scene. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they have to clean up the cafe and it's a disaster, which yeah. there she was like, it was fun until we had to clean up. So they go home and they're hanging out with, um, hanging out at home and they're talking about killing MK's dad. And this is when she informs the other boys that they're going to be back in a couple weeks for yeah. the wedding. So they watch a movie. It's supposed to be better than John Wick or something. And Archer's yes. like, bull fucking shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> so the movie gets over and um, Steele is like, do you guys want to watch another movie? And MK's honest. MK says that she honestly kind of just want to list, wants to listen to the rant. I am struggling with talking today. Words are hard. <sighs> okay. She just wants to listen to the rain because mm-hmm. it started pouring outside and yeah. it's thunder and lightning. And she's, they're like, you and Archer are made from the same cloth or cut from the same cloth because mm-hmm. they both love rain. And yep. there's kind of bantering back and forth. And all of a sudden the lightning strikes and she looks over in the window and there's a silhouette. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And MK is like, holy fucking shit, there's somebody outside the window. And yep. the boys immediately go into action. Mm-hmm. Perimeter searches, they're checking everything, calling the security guards. Everyone's outside with flashlights looking around. And Steel stays with MK inside yep. while Cody and Archer go. Mm-hmm. So the boys come back inside, say that they aren't, they couldn't find anything, but they're still searching. And then as soon as they say that, the alarm goes off. Yes. And they check the system and it says that it's going off in zone four, which is MK's room. Yeah. So they book it upstairs and they go into her room and her window is smashed. Mm -hmm. Her chair is missing and they're like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. So then they go check the other boys' rooms. All three of their beds have been completely slashed up. Mm -hmm. One of them had a knife stabbed into the pillow. Mm -hmm. I can't remember whose room it was. Was it Cody's? I think all three of the rooms were the same. They all three had knives Knives stabbed in the pillows. Mm -hmm. But in Archer's room, I believe it was, there was a Barbie that was left. And it is dressed like her mom and looks like her mom. And also her bra, Mm -hmm. her mom's bra Mm -hmm. was left there. And they said, I had a note, something like the something new, something old, something blue or whatever. What's a wedding without something old? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they're like, what the fuck is happening? So someone calls up and says, hey, we figured out how the perimeter was breached. There was three security guards in the security shack. Two of them are dead and one of them is missing. Yep. Boom. I was like, what the fuck? Can I tell you this book seriously gave me, um... Pretty little liar vibes a little bit. Yeah. Like like how A is. Like you Mm -hmm. just don't know what the fuck is going on. You don't know who. They're so secretive. Yeah. And you could say here this entire series and say, okay, it's this person. Okay, it's this person. Mm -hmm. But once you find out, you're just like, huh? Mm -hmm. And there's more twists to it too. Yeah. So Archer had left because of the security system, but he comes back and explained that the mercenaries are... 
they are the highest security team in the world, which is what leads into the guild, mm-hmm. um, is going to be coming to help the next day. And touches base in Hades as well. Yes. They're a little bit more prominent in Hades. Yeah. Just a little bit. It's crazy how much foreshadowing is in this book. And I didn't notice it yes. until I went back and listened to it. I agree. <laughs> That's the one thing I've loved about going back is after reading Hades' series, I'm like, holy shit. So much has happened. Like if you can pick up the little Easter eggs throughout, mm-hmm. you're like, huh. Like in just a minute. I'll tell you, but Zed comes in and I'm like, mm-hmm. hi, Zeddy Bear. I Thanks, forgot Zeddy about Bear. you. <laughs> and Leon. Yep. And Danny. Mm-hmm. Yep. I want to read the guild. I think that's what we should do. Yeah. Now. Re- not do podcast wise, but, but read. read. Next. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Archer told her that um, he explained that they have a safe room because she didn't feel safe. She didn't want to sleep in her bedroom. Obviously, the window's fucking broken. Everything's mm-hmm. crazy. So Cody took her down. It has a palm scanner to open the door and he tucked her into bed and but she had a hard time falling asleep so he got in with her and told her that once the door is closed nobody can get in unless you open it from inside Mm -hmm. and unless you scan it and she was like well what happens if you guys are out there and somebody cuts off archer's hand and uses a scanner he was like god what the hell are you listening to but i'm like seriously if you listen to murder podcasts or this kind of shit that's where your brain goes Mm -hmm. yeah i do want to mention to the one um guard that was missing his name's trevor and right now he's their top suspect because they don't know if he's dead alive if he's part of it Mm -hmm. so um they say that the mercenaries are hard to get a hold of picky on their clientele and expensive as fuck but it's all worth it yes so mk wakes up and meets zed zeddy bear so she immediately thinks he's part of the mercenaries and she asks and they say basically like i mean yes kind of he is right but he's doing the security for our wedding yep and he was just there to discuss like the guest list and all that stuff and we learned that he's hades second yep so he's like all up in the timberwolf realm so this is when archer takes her to meet the mercenaries Mm -hmm. it's leon and danny and mk is shocked to see that danny is a girl Mm-hmm. And I think it's funny because she comments on that. And Danny was like, were you not expecting a girl? And MK's like, no, like, no disrespect by it. But it it just didn't. Yeah, I take just, it. The way they talked about it, we thought yeah. they were all men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is awesome. And Danny says, I think there's three or four females mm-hmm. within the mercenary. Yeah. yeah. So they are busy looking into their security team and also looking into Mrs. Jones forever. <laughs> and they know that she is harmless, but they're still planning on paying her a visit to shut her blog down because of yeah. the slanter that she's putting towards MK. Yeah. And MK is grateful for that. Yeah. And I do have to say, because I thought this was really cute, MK thanks Archer for all that he does for keeping her safe and Mm -hmm. everything. She's realizing it. Yeah. And he was like, I will always keep you safe like he loves her. And I just, it melt every time I would melt for that man. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. So Nikki was there now. She's obviously the photographer from the past photo shoots in this one. She's taking their engagement photos, but they also included Cody and Steele mm-hmm. as the best mans. Um, so there's four of them. And Nikki just commented like the ones of her and Archer look great, but her favorite is the four of them. And I love that. Because you can see the love between all of them. Yes. And I love that she mentioned that because it's not your... RHs are not your typical monog- monogamy? 
Is that how you say it? Where it's just one and one. You know what I mean? Regardless of, it's not your typical relationship in the aspect of a book boyfriend and you know what Real I mean? Life I'm too. like, how do I say it? Yeah. So when you have it that way and have somebody be open to it, it's just like, it's like, oh, she's like, I can't wait for this wedding to be over. Cause I want to get the four of you back here for a photo yes. shoot in a bed. <laughs> I love it. She's love like, Mickey. sign me up. Yep. Alrighty. So when they are leaving, Zane and daddy Cass were outside waiting. Zane said they weren't there to see them, but Kate MK went over and Archer asked like what he wanted and he was like he, and MK's like just say it in front of all of them like there's no fucking yeah. secrets you already blew everything the over there. there she's like I'm not gonna repeat myself to them later so just tell him no yeah <laughs> so he's like congrats on the engagement and he threw it in his brother's face how Archer had to buy MK and he is following in their grandfather's footsteps mm-hmm. Archer did not like that punches Dane and knocks him the fuck out. You got knocked the fuck out. I am so glad you did it because that's all I could think. Um, and Cass looked annoyed, but he's like, he deserved that. And he asked MK if he's okay. And I love Cass's relationship with MK because I truthfully love Daddy Cass. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he's my favorite character from the Haiti series. I wish they would have shown a little bit more in there, but obviously they have to focus on Hades' series. I almost just heard it again. <laughs> Um, MK was like, the boys had gone back to the car or the house, whatever the car, I can't talk. And Cass asked, MK asked Cass if what the real reason Zane was there for. He was like, I don't know, but he was really excited about it. And Cass asked if the boys were taking care of her and if not to call him and he'll hide the bodies. And MK said, (laughs) grumpy, you do care, but if they don't, I'll feed them to the pigs. (laughs) And Cass was so proud. Like his facial expression was just like, okay. And it's hard to get anything from Cass. Yes. But before she got in, she asked Cass how his girl was. Yeah. And he just glared at her. He's like, bitch, you don't get to ask me these questions. Right. Oh, I love it. So she tells them that she knows Zane will try again, even though he's knocked the fuck out right now. So yeah. she's just going to leave. And as they're leaving, she tells the boys that she does genuinely like Cass. And they agree yeah. with her. They think that he's a good guy. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, daddy kiss. Yep. Okay, so then I don't know if it's the same day or the next day, but Leon, either way, Leon needs to debrief with everyone. Mm -hmm. And MK's like, why can't you just tell me? And he's like, bitch, I got him. I'm on a time crunch. I don't want to repeat myself. Just fucking go get everyone. She's like, oh, sorry. Yeah. (laughs) So she goes and gets the guys. And Leon and Danny tell them that three members of their team have fabricated backgrounds and they need to get rid of them immediately. Yeah. So he gives them the name of those security guards um, to not dispose, but fire. I don't think they would kill him. Probably just fire him. (laughs) You never know with these guys. (laughs) Okay. True. Depends on their, what they lied about. I think they're, I think these boys are pretty fair and I would say they would probably interrogate him and be like, why did you lie about this? Because Mm -hmm. they want to find out who this, the killer was. Yeah. They don't shock her. Now ask questions later. Yeah. Yeah. Not like Hades. (laughs) No, they just go whoop. So they say that they found Trevor and Danny went to go speak with him. But when she went to go speak with him, he immediately attacked her. So she's like, fuck you. I'm killing you. So she kills him. Mm-hmm. And um, Mrs. Jones forever didn't take her blog down mm-hmm. like they had told her that she needed to. So they were going to stop by and see her on their way out. Yeah. They had fixed the security system so they can so no one can override it when they pack or when the packages are dropped off because somebody was hacking into the system and making it so we weren't mm-hmm. aware of 
anybody dropping packages off. Did you happen to write down Leon's, Leon's comment right here? No. He says, this is about the cameras and the security system. That oh, it's, the nun. <laughs> yes, it's tighter than a nun's pussy. And I laugh so hard. I'm like, that's Cody snickered too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he also nonchalantly says, oh, and we found out who put a hit out on you. Mm-hmm. And MK's like, and he's just kind of like, she's like, come on, dude. Okay. This one's a little bit confusing too. So I'm going to explain it the best I can. So basically her uncle's daughter, Serena, she was paralyzed 10 years prior Mm -hmm. and had brain damage, but her power of attorney was passed to her husband. Mm -hmm. Um, his name is Carl Bayman, but he also goes by Carl Kruger. Leon asks if she knows who Carl Kruger is, and she says no. And he says, well, he's the current CEO of Wittenberg. Boom. What? Head explode. Um, Without a will, MK's dad should have been the next heir, unless he's not her real dad. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Another twist. So Carl didn't know about MK, but learned her mom was pregnant with Zane's baby, so he... So she was killed Mm -hmm. because that means that she has another heir. Right. So that way he would take full control of the company. Mm -hmm. So this is a huge, like, yeah. And Leon and Danny pack their shit up and they leave. They do say, Oh, never mind. They're going to go visit Mrs. Jones. Mm -hmm. So that they're on their way to do that one more time. Yeah. So they're trying to figure out what the hell's going on when Leon calls Arch and tells him that he needs to get over to where he is. He has sent him the location and we learned that somebody had killed Mrs. Jones forever. Forever dead. Forever. (laughs) So they were sending a clear message. There was a brunette Barbie doll next to her body with X's on her eyes. And a picture next to her body of MK's mom with James, the groundkeeper. This is where shit gets real good. Mm-hmm. So, okay. We learned that Mrs. Jones' real name was Patricia Sparrow. She was 22 years old and was obsessed with Cody after meeting him at a party. Um, her blog post, so her own hateful words, were carved into her skin with familiar handwriting. So after that, they go home and MK went to bed after she got out of the shower and Archer got in bed with her. Um, and as she's trying to fall asleep, all she, can she, all she can think about is the dead body and what happened. And Archer's like, just go to sleep. And she was safe. She had bad dreams all night long. The next morning she wakes up with Archer and he's kind of like lightly trailing her skin. And they share a sweet moment and they're starting, they're initiating sex at this point. Foreplay's been kind of involved. They're going to do the sex. <laughs> good that was a good one but they're rudely interrupted by still um archer told him that mk didn't mind being watched but still interrupts again (laughs) as things got a little more heated and said sorry but i'm coming with news it still said that his parents were on the phone and that rachel's wow memorial Memorial. was next weekend and that they wanted him home for it and he explained that he had to leave right then and there and Archer was trying to go with him, but still was like, no, I don't need you punching my dad in the face again in front of press because <laughs> it's Archer. And he left to go pack and they knew he wasn't okay. So Archer told MK to go see if she could talk to him because it's not safe being alone right now. Like your stalker's at its highest peak right now. Mm-hmm. Nobody is safe. MK went in there and explained like she was just worried and she wanted to talk it through. 
and still like, I didn't want to. She called him on his fucking bullshit and like, motherfucker, you're talking to me now. Mm-hmm. So he explained that his parents were pieces of shit. Can you please look at the way I spelled pieces? Pieces. <laughs> That's what happens when you uh, do your notes on a walk. Um, that they never should have had kids. He did promise that he would be okay, except for his heavy drinking. <laughs> and MK called herself his girlfriend, which he was like elated about. Like he was just like, oh. Um, and then he was doing it for his sister and that was it. He did not want to take her with him, but he would take a security guard and that was up for debate. And he did promise that he would make it home safe and sound to her. Mm-hmm. And then they fuck. Hard. Because she wants fuck something. Fuck like rabbits. <laughs> she wants to have him to like have something to remember. Right? Okay. So MK is nervous waiting for James to show up. He shows up and they tell him like, hey, we got questions about Deb, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, you know her. Look at this picture. Yep. And he is like, where did you get that picture? And yeah. they're like, um, it was at this... Crime- well, I don't know if they disclose if it was at a crime scene, but they just say that doesn't matter. Like, you have a picture with Deb. Yeah. He says, that picture was in my wallet for 21 years, and I never made a copy, but my wallet was stolen. So we learned that somebody had stolen his wallet and made copies of this picture. Mm-hmm. Um, so he says that he had met... Deb at a bar mm-hmm. at a bachelorette party. They ended up hitting it off. They slept together that night and then he was deployed shortly after. And when he got home, she was married to Samuel and she seemed happy. So he just stayed away. And she had lied. She said it was a friend's bachelorette party. Yeah. It was hers. Mm-hmm. Like I, we obviously don't know Deb because she wasn't a prominent character in it. She has her roles, but from everything we have learned, I don't like her. She's a sneaky little bitch. Yeah, I don't like her. Like, she just rubs me the wrong way. She's, she obviously loved MK, but she put herself before her child, Mm -hmm. and I just, I don't like it. Yep. So, he, so that he's like, Basically, the boys are saying, like, you're looking a little suspicious because you have this tie to Deb and Samuel Danvers, and now you're working in our house. Like, are you doing it to keep an eye on us, to learn information? And he says, when you hired me, I thought this was Archer's house. I was hired under Archer. I had no idea that Samuel Danvers or MK were a part of this. Yeah. So he's like, you can check my background. I was in the Marines. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. not lying about anything. He's like, but to be honest, I know you guys already have. And they're like, yeah, fair. And he's like, and I'm still breathing. And when Deb was murdered, he was deployed. Mm -hmm. And Archer kind of was like, so if we check into that, you're going to clear you have the alibi. And he was like, well, you already have, because if not, you would have killed me, which I know you just said (laughs) it, but it just had to be said a little bit like that. Yeah. My brain went that way. Yeah. So they ask if he has ever thought that he could be MK's real dad because the timeline. And he says, honestly, yes. Mm-hmm. which is why I had her hair tested, DNA tested, and it came back negative. Right. And Archer's like, okay, what lab did you have it tested through? And he's like, this lab. And Archer's like, hmm, could have been tampered with because Samuel Danvers didn't want anybody to know that MK was not his daughter. Yep. They say, would you be willing to do another test? And yep. James is like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. He's like, it kind of bummed me out when I got that negative because... I felt like me and MK have way more in common than Samuel ever did. Right. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. What the hell just happened? We just went around in like a 180 real quick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that, there was one more. MK did ask about the DNA results that were on her mom's bra after James left. And it was actually her own blood. So there was no leads from that either. 
So we are going to be waiting for a DNA test. Yep. We are going to be waiting to see who the fuck is leaking information in the security team. And who the stalker yep. and the killers are. are we, we're almost there, guys. We're almost to the final climax, climax. of this whole entire series. It's so, time. You've been dragging it out forever. I know. I feel like this series took us forever, but we've also had COVID and mm-hmm. vacation. We've just gotten... This series kind of fucked us in the ass with no lube, really. For it real. is. And I've it been did. dealing with a shitty attitude three-year-old, so... <laughs> She's going to test your patience, so... So, alrighty, guys. So that's going to be it for today's episode. Be prepared for next time. We are going to be releasing our episodes bi-weekly, and we will keep you updated for upcoming episodes on our Instagram and TikTok and Facebook. I still need to add that in here. (laughs) So give us a follow at smutsluts.bookpodcast. And next time, we are going to be reviewing Kate by Tate James in the part two and the grand finale of the Madison Kate series. Also, we do have a YouTube channel, so if you want to watch us interact while we record our episode, you can subscribe to our channel at smutsluts period book podcast all one word and thank you guys so much for listening keep it kinky smut sluts